I was thinking about how good God is, and uh, I was thinking about what what He's doing tonight, and and uh, not just here in Pop Bluff, but that what He's doing all over the world. And uh, I, I'm glad that God's an ever moving God, aren't you? That He's constantly doing something, you know. Whether whether we get to see it on a daily basis, like. Uh, Somebody else gets to see it on a daily basis. God's always doing something, whether it's individually or whether it's corporately. God's in the midst of his people. And um, I was thinking about, you know, Wednesdays we talk a lot about prayer and about uh, God, uh, just just trusting God to come and minister to us. And and um, we're, we're, we're searching for God's will in so many different aspects. We're looking for revival to take place and we're just trying to be people that uh, is is obedient with God and and that uh, that just wants the will of the Lord in their lives and uh, and I and I think that God is is pleased when he has people that's hungry for God and especially in this 21st century uh, and the way things are in our world and our society but I believe that prayer is what moves things and that makes things happen. I believe that prayer changes things. I believe that uh, undoubtedly you and I are here because somebody prayed for you. Uh, I had a, years ago, I had a grandmother that lived on, I think it was, and I don't know why I remember this address as a kid. I guess that was a place that I hung around with, uh, in an area I hung around with. Uh, when I was a kid, but I, on 701 Ash Street, my my grandmother lived right across the street from a little Pentecostal church, and and oh, uh, some of you might know him, but I never really knew the guy at all. But his name was uh, Brother Galberth, I think that's his name, Brother Galberth, and uh, I used to watch him go to church. I used to watch the pretty girls go to church on Sunday night. And I said to myself, self, you're going to ask one of them girls out one of these days. But I had to go to church to do that. And boy, when I did, I wished I wouldn't have went to church. Because <laughs> I forgot all about asking somebody to go out and I got scared. Because <laughs> the Holy Ghost was in the house that night. Or what I soon found out later on, it was the Holy Ghost. But shoo, man, scared, scared the socks off me. Little lady, I don't know who she was, don't know her, but, you know, she's in heaven tonight. And I remember playing this day. She'd shout, and when she shouted, she shouted all the way to that back pew where I was at. Said, young man, I feel like the Lord wants me to tell you to come to the altar. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, you mind you, I didn't know what an altar was back then. I'd say, ma'am, I'm okay right now. And boy, she'd dance back up in the front. Here she come again. Did it about three times. And I looked at that girl I was trying to get a date with. I said, hey, where's your bathroom? She said, we have an outhouse outside here. I said, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I went out and I didn't go back in. But who, who, who would have thought that six months later, I, I, I uh, end up getting my heart to the Lord in a little Pentecostal church. But I said all that because my little grandmother that lived on 701 Ash, she constantly prayed for me. And uh, my mom and dad were heathens. They was wonderful people. I never, I never grew up in a house with drunks or alcoholics. I, don't, I never got to experience that and didn't want to experience that. I just grew up with parents that worked and just didn't go to church. 
But my grandmother went to church, and buddy, I'm telling you, she knew how to pray. And when she did, uh, there come a time that God just had the right moment, the right time, and I gave my heart to the Lord. But I, I said that because prayer does work. Prayer does work, and we're a result of prayer tonight. And uh, you're here tonight, no doubt, because somebody has prayed for you. And so it doesn't matter. I was 22 when I gave my heart to the Lord. So it doesn't matter how old we are, or how young we are. There's a time that somebody's praying for us that God will deal with our hearts. And he'll knock upon it and we can answer it or we can shut it or we can just keep it closed. But I'm thankful I allowed the Lord to just open, open my heart up and just allowed him to touch me in a way that only he could do it. Luke chapter 9. Let me begin reading verse 23. Then he said to them, if any desire to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whosoever loses his life for my sake will save it. I want to talk just a couple minutes on about how that it is with Christians tonight. Luke said that uh, when we get to know Christ and we become to know him, he said it's a daily thing. And I don't know about you, but when I, when I was young in the Lord and when I uh, was, was growing up and uh, uh, trying to figure out Christianity and trying to figure out uh, what, what to do as a Christian and how to act as a Christian, how do you live now that you're a Christian? And I, I, I went through all the phases of trying to think that uh, God saved me. Now, now that he saved me, what am, I, what am I here for? What's my purpose in life? Well, it didn't take long that I began to seek and study God's face and begin to pray and, and, and seek him. And, and I'm sure as a young man, I, I'm, I'll get somewhere in just a minute, but I, I, I'm telling you, as a young man, I was in love with Jesus. I didn't know who he was. Now, when I, got, when I got saved, let me tell you something. When I went to an altar, there was back then they had those buns that was about six foot tall. And then there was about 2,000 bobby pins in their hair. I don't know if you remember that or not, but there was a bunch of them little rascals up there. And I had, for some reason, I don't know where the guys was, and back then, probably back then, there wasn't a whole lot of guys in church. Uh, there was more women that took over the role in the church when I got saved. But anyways, the altar call came. I went to the altar, and I was kneeling down there, and I didn't know what I was doing. But I can tell you this. There was about four ladies that was praying over me. And when they was praying, they was praying that the devil would come out of me. And I didn't know there was such thing as a devil. I didn't know that I even had one in me, let alone that they wanted it to come out of me. But everything they prayed, I found myself repetition praying what they prayed. They'd say, save him, God, save this young man. I'd say, oh, God, save me. And I didn't even know God, Brother Randy. I didn't even know this God that I was even talking to. I literally was that shallow about Christianity I didn't know the God that I was talking to but I remember after them ladies got done praying for me I got up from that altar and I went back to that big old theater seat up in St. Louis Missouri and I mean I looked back down there at that altar and I seen an old man knelt down over that altar and that was me and from that moment on I knew that I had experienced something I've never experienced in my life and that brought me on a, a path to where I am today. And one of the keys that helped me throughout life was this, is that prayer helped sustain me. Prayer kept 
me where I'm at today. Sometimes I fell shallow in it. Sometimes I made mistakes in it. Sometimes I didn't pray enough. Sometimes I didn't seek him enough. But I'm here tonight because prayer done something in my life. And today at 60, well, 54, 34, 24, I used to be not ashamed to tell how old I am, but I'm 61 now. But today I can tell you that prayer is still real today. And I find that it's still a daily thing in my life. As I walk daily with Christ, I find that it's a daily walk that I pray. My wife and them gets up before I do, and I try to drag behind because her and Briley takes over the bathroom and, and the bedroom, and so I just kind of stay behind. And I, she just keeps saying, you know, her, she's my alarm clock, get up, get up, get up. And then she'll say, get up and pray. <laughs> and that means they're getting ready to go, so we got to grab hands and we all got to pray. Now, there's a time that we, we all go through things in life, but Connie kind of went through something here for about three months. She had gone through something, and I'll not get into all the details of it, but she really needed God to intervene in this situation. She didn't need healing in her body. She didn't need prayer for one of the kids. She just needed God to do something in her own personal life. And I found myself every day, I said, listen, Connie, you are highly favored of God. And I said, you are a child of God. You are the ch children of God. You are, his, you are his daughter. And I said, you are blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. And every day I prayed, God, bless Connie today. Lord, she's your daughter. She's highly favored of you. She's found favor in you, God. And I just prayed a simple prayer every day. And so the things that she was struggling with, the things that she was going through at times brought tears to her eyes. Then the next thing I know, I see joy coming back into her life. Because God began to answer prayers. And all of a sudden, what, what was at times discouragement, and it just bothered her, and it didn't bother me. I looked at her and I said, listen, it's going to be okay. I said, I know who you are. As a husband, I know my wife. I know her coming in and her going down. I know when she's up. I know when she's down. I know when not to talk to her. I know when not to say nothing, but Jesus helped me today. But I know her. I live with her. I know her mood swings. I know... When I say, have you took your hormone shot today? No, she don't take hormone shots. But I know what mood she's in all the time. And I know how she feels and I know when she's up and I know when she's down. And see, God knows exactly who we are. As I care for her and I'm concerned about what she's dealing with and what she's going through, God does the same thing with us. We're his children. He said, I'll not withhold anything good from them that love you or that love me. And see, when we go through hard times and we go through discouragements and we're going through uh, bad times, our Heavenly Father knows that. He knows exactly what we have need of. And he's concerned about us. And, and the, the, the great thing about God, as you care for the one that you're sitting to tonight or the one that you're sitting by or the one that's at home or the ones that's doing things that's not here with you tonight, and you care for them and you're concerned about them. If a sparrow falls from the sky and God takes time out to see that sparrow fall 
and he's concerned about that, well, then how much more we, his children, were the joint heirs with Jesus Christ that he cares for us? That he cares for us and that he's concerned for us. I want to read another a scripture tonight that it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's in Philippians chapter 4. And I love this scripture, and I've been really reading it, and it's, it's pondered with me all week long. But it says, do not worry for anything. Now, this is the, the a different plain English Bible version, but it says, do not worry for anything. Or don't be careful for anything. But always in prayer, don't worry about anything, but always in prayer. Prayer and supplication are your petition that you take before God. He said, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. Don't worry about, in other words, be slow to being anxious. Be, be careful not to let yourself get over anxious about things of life. And about the problems and the difficulties that we face. Don't let your anxiety get a hold of you. Don't let yourself fall apart, in other words. Be careful. Do not worry about anything, but always with prayer. Something, something about prayer that changes things. There's something about prayer that moves God. You know why it does? Because that's our only communication with God. That's what turns God on, is you and I talking to him. But he said, don't worry about anything. But he said, with prayer and supplication, with your petitions let, and, and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, I was talking to Brother Randy and Brother Miller about this scripture the other day because it's really fi fascinating. It's amazing. God says, don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Don't get all bent out of shape. Don't let the cares of this world override you. He said, pray about it. He said, pray about it. I asked my wife the other day, I said, tell me what the definition is thank you is. If I went up to somebody, if I went up to Kathy Powell and said, Kathy, thank you. That would iterate that Kathy had uh, done something for me. That would, if I went up to anybody in this building and said, hey, Thank you. I appreciate that. That means whatever petition I had or whatever thing that I had, they took care of it. If I say, honey, would you get me a, 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 a drink of water? And she brings me back a drink of water. And I say, thank you. That's something that she, a task that she did for me. Well, in this scripture here, it simply says, don't worry about anything, but with prayer and letting your petitions be made known, said, thank God. What are we doing already? It's a mind-blowing thing to me. I know I've seen this scripture a million times, but it still blows my mind that God says, give me thanks for that. And I got to thinking, you know, the completed work has already been done. God's already done it. He said that when you pray, whatever you pray about, just go ahead and give me thanks for it. It's been nailed upon the cross. Healing's been bore up on the cross. Sicknesses has been bore up there. Deliverances has been bore up there. Forgiveness has been bore up there. And he said, just go ahead and thank me for it. I've already taken care of it. Aren't you glad that your needs are taken care of tonight?
As we take care of our children, God takes care of us. As we are taking care of our little loved ones tonight and trying to meet their needs, God takes care of us. Remember, Daniel, when the king set out a degree, and I'm fixing to close, but when Daniel found that the degree was set it out, the Bible says he went up. And I'll just paraphrase. He went up to his chamber, and the Bible said that he looked towards Jerusalem. And there he began to kneel down three times a day and pray. He knelt down three times a day to pray that God would intervene on his behalf. And ain't it amazing tonight that whatever you have need of tonight, that God says all you have to do is come and pray. That I'm your child and that I'm not going to withhold anything good from them that love me. That I'm not going to make you, you know, okay, let's go to another one. Remember Daniel was having problems and, and uh, he was praying and, and uh, things was looking kind of rough. And then remember, remember Michael, the archangel that come along and he said, Daniel, 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 highly favored in heaven. Now, shoo, I wish the Lord would say, Michael, you're highly favored in heaven. But God, the angel said, Daniel, you are highly favored in heaven. And he, he said, I want to tell you something. He said, God heard your prayer the first day. But he said, there was a war going on in the heavenly. And I had to come and intervene on your behalf. Now listen, when Stephen got stoned to death and he was dying, the Bible said he looked up into the heavens and he said, I saw Jesus standing on the right hand of the Father. And you know what happened? He said, Father, lay not this sin to their charge. He began to pray. Lay not this sin to their charge. But he's seen God up there on his behalf. And can I tell you tonight, whatever you go through in life and whatever you face in life, can I tell you God's concerned about that? We pray for revival. We pray for different things to happen. And sometimes we get ourselves full of anxiety and we get going through life and the hustles and bustles and the cares of this life. And, and uh, we, we get caught up. And we get caught up. We get caught up with a lot of things, folks, and we forget to pray. You know, I know work can be hard and I know work can be rough. And I know times uh, the kids can be a handful and the kids could wear you out and drag you down and discourage and I know Facebook could be just so overwhelming and we all got to get on it selfie we find ourselves in the midst of things right we find ourselves in the midst of a lot of chaos and a lot of things going on and we find ourselves getting caught up in things when all the meanwhile God says listen I want to I want to do to you like I did Adam and Eve I want to come down in the cool of the day and have communion with you I just want to say how are you doing today I just want to have fellowship with you. As, as my wife and, and your wives and your husbands and your uh, children, they would probably really get upset with you if you woke up every day, took a shower, and just went to work and didn't say bye, didn't say nothing, come home, cook dinner, and throw the plate on the table, said, there's your food, and not say anything. That'd probably get pretty old. That'd make you wonder, does my wife really care for me today? <laughs> You know, sometimes I think Jesus is up in heaven wondering where we're at. Sometimes I think it's just good to talk to him because we love him and we don't have no needs. Sometimes it's just good to say, Lord, I, 
I worship you and I, I, I praise you. And I find myself every day, I drive, gosh, I couldn't tell you how many miles a day. But I have a lot of fellowship with God. I, I've, I've even talked so much in that stinking truck. I look over and somebody be looking at me and I'm thinking, yeah, it's okay, man. How you doing? I get caught up talking to God, and I know somebody's thinking, that guy's nutty, he's talking to himself. But I'm really not, I'm talking to God. And there's just times that God wants us to have fellowship, folks. Don't worry about nothing. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, our petition, our petitions, or whatever we ask for, with thanksgiving, you know, it's okay. We should, the God wants us to thank him. Even if I don't have the answer, and even though the answer may not be on the way, it's okay to give God praise and thankfulness for what he's done, what he's doing in our lives at that moment. Would you stand with me tonight? I know it's just simple, nothing major, nothing powerful, but just simple, simple. But, I, but the greatest thing of it all is, is I know that God answers prayer. I know that he moves mountains. My daughter texted me last night, and we talked for a while after that, and she said, Dad, you know what today is? She's my oldest daughter. She's 40 years old, one years old. I said, I don't know what today is. I know it's October. She said, today, she said, it's been two years ago today that I got diagnosed with leukemia. And uh, we got to talking, and, and uh, I told her, I said, you know, I said that was a scary moment in all of our lives. <clears throat> Definitely scary when they said call the family in that uh, we don't think that she's going to make it. But I remember, I told her, I said, I remember as plain as day when I got the phone call that you had leukemia and we didn't even know that she was sick. I heard something in my spirit just as sure as I'm standing here. And I heard God just simply say to me, she shall live and not die. She shall live and not die. And I told Angelo over the phone, I said, you shall live and not die. And I didn't even know the extent of what she is going to have to go through or anything that she is going to have to face. But I can just tell you this, that for whatever reason, she just had six-month-old children. She just had twins at six months old at that time. But I know this, that God answered prayer. Even in the hard times, he answered prayer. Even when we thought that in my, in, my, in my heart, I knew what he said, but there's a difference between the heart and the mind. The mind will tell you all kinds of stuff, but you know what the heart says. And there was times that the old mind was saying, she's gone, she's leaving you. My son-in-law would be mad at me and said, I can't understand why you're not all tore up, which I was. And last night I pulled her picture out and looked at it and I just began to bawl because God has been so good to me. And I'm saying this to say this, God is a prayer answering God. He's a prayer answering God. And it, but it doesn't matter if he would have took her home that day, I promise you I'd still been serving the Lord today because he's my heartbeat. He's who I, I live and breathe because of him tonight. So I want to encourage you tonight, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, and I might be rambling a lot tonight, but 
I just want to try to simply tell you that God loves you and that he wants us to pray to him always without ceasing and just seek his face and just trust him. I don't know if you got a need tonight, but there's enough people in this place that can pray with you. And if you got a special need, we want you to come and pray, and then we'll pray together as a body. But uh, whatsoever you have need of, he said, ask. And so if you would, let's just gather around the altar. And I don't know, Brother Randy might want to do it different, but let's just pray. You know, there's several things to pray about. If you don't, your family members are doing good today and you don't need no prayer in that area, pray for the church, pray for revival, that God would just been, begin to allow revival to break loose in this church. And um, pray for one another, pray for the body tonight. And just come and just gather yourselves around and let's just find a little place to pray and Let's just ask God to just intervene, and, and uh, Sunday's coming, and let's pray for souls to be saved and people to be delivered and set free.